And we are live. Welcome to the FFS podcast and welcome to episode 3, part 1. And today we'll be discussing about players turned managers. And we're talking about legendary players. Not the likes of Jurgen Klopp, Pochettino and Alex Ferguson who played a bit or dabbled a bit but weren't too great. We're, talking, we're going to talk about legends of the game. And joining me in this episode is a Madrid fan because we're obviously going to cover Zizou. Uh, Junaid, so hey, hey, what like to do, what to do. Yourself? Yeah, yeah, what's up, what's up, hala, hala, Madrid fan over here in the house. So, pretty much like a short intro about myself, I'm pretty much a big-time Real Madrid fan, always been, since uh, 2002, basically when, uh, you know, the the, uh, the golden era of our Galacticos, like Luis Figo, David Beckham, I was pretty much more behind the star power of Madrid rather than, you know, the game watch, because I was a kid, 2002, man, come on. So yeah. <laughs> everyone was behind, you know, the advertising of all these players, like basically the star power of these players. So then, you know, slowly as I got into, you know, watching like Real Madrid games, then I really truly started appreciating, you know, football for what it was. And ever since then, it's just been a, uh, what do you could say, a, a beautiful love story <laughs> between myself and yeah. Real Madrid. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. And yes. yeah, I mean, obviously, right. And 2002 is also the famous Zizou goal in the UCL final. Right? Exactly, exactly. I have I have big memories of it, but yes, I, it is like one of one of my most proud, like you know, earliest memories of Real Madrid. The 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 goal that you know he pretty much like <laughs> he scored like you know just to like take us all the way, like get us up like first Champions League with with that fucking golden generation. So I'm just yeah, like man. yeah 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 I'm just so I don't I don't know if you're like, gonna bleep that out, you know? <laughs> Maybe the no, no, no 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 <laughs> any explicit stuff is is all fine here man. All right, we man. call FFS for God's sake. So, <laughs> like, for, for fuck's sake actually. Well well so, good to know. Good know. good to fucking yeah. know. Like <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. So the so I just wanted to get you a sense and the whole reason this topic came about is because of the because of Frank Lampard, actually, mm-hmm. because he signed for Chelsea, and right. because this was probably a big step in the Premier League, because we never, and this was probably a player that we've grown up watching, right? Of course, Ole yeah. was probably a little before our time of sorts. Yeah, uh, he obviously played till two thousand seven or whatever, but yeah, his yeah. prime was probably uh, yeah in the nineties. It was like yeah. in the nineties, his prime. Like Zizou, fine. Zizou, to an extent, we have grown up slightly, but Frank Lampard is that golden generation of England players that we've watched throughout. Yeah, exactly. Like, we pretty much grew up with that player and, you know, like, to see him exactly like you were going to say, that uh, to come to this fold as a player-manager, it's pretty huge. It's pretty, like, you know, uh, what's uh, what's the word? Nostalgic. That feeling of nostalgia that, oh, we're getting older and this is happening now. So, yeah, it's it's, it's pretty pretty insane. So the the question now arises is that one is it becoming a little easier for players who could attain this legendary status at their clubs to get into management in their own teams, right? Right, 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 right. Uh, because earlier you would have Chelsea, Chelsea when they appointed Mourinho, and Mourinho said this himself in a Sky Sports interview that when I was appointed at Chelsea, even the media they didn't believe that I was worth it. You know, right. I mean, I'd won the fucking Champions League with Porto of all play, of all teams. Exactly. And you still doubted me. <laughs> Whereas yeah. now mm-hmm. we kind of accepting the fact that oh Lampard because he's such a good player, it's 
it's a natural progression of sorts that mm-hmm. from player he's taken up his coaching badges and he doesn't need to show too much of uh, experience in big clubs we're just going to push him in and i'm just wondering to know from a madrid fan mm-hmm. when zizou came right. in right was yeah, what right. was your what were your expectations or what were your thoughts? what did what went through your mind well basically when zizou was appointed as soon as we sacked uh, rafa uh, rafa benitez in january that the intention was stability to maintain a stable locker room you know when you have like players like Cristiano Ronaldo, Luka Modric, Benzema like very, pretty much all the big players like you know you have to kind of like stabilize these guys like you know maintain their attitudes and so forth because it it's a it was a make or break situation it could have been the most horrible season for Real Madrid or it could have been like you know okay we can just try to maintain ourselves and you know pick up the pieces for next season so that was clearly more of the intention when they put Zizou in because he was the assistant coach under Carlo Ancelotti for like you know a good like two and a half three seasons before you know Rafa came into the fold so that that was in initially the main intention but no nobody expected you know Zizou to like change the game completely for Real Madrid that season okay definitely yes in the league barcelona were way ahead but mm-hmm. in the champions league okay we anyways got off to we were already in the round of 16 like you know because rafa somehow the team actually kind of like pulled through the group stages and you know we had a like okay it was just up to uh, up to zidane to like you know main, like you know take us as far as we could with such a team in like mm-hmm. you know in the ucl so it went beyond expectation for any madrid fan like i'll be honest like you know as a madrid fan i was i was happy it was zizou because of course he knew how to like you know uh, he had camaraderie with all of the big players like all of the big players yeah. respected him and he's a legend in real madrid so um that that really helped the scenario he really understood the players and i feel like also what he, whatever he learned under ancelotti he built upon that you know the ancelotti uh, like champions league winning season yeah. that was one of the best like displays of madrid like that counter attacking football was too deadly like you know of course we had like <laughs> we had like holes in the defense always but somehow we were always able to uh, you know you know manage to outscore the other team and in the mm-hmm. midfield and in the attack it was like really hard for the other teams to like penetrate through or like you know to like kind of stop us and zidane really like you know built on that in that half season he took over and i feel it was basically through that experience and obviously you know his camaraderie with uh, with the players his understanding of the players the mutual respect it it was a winning formula it was a winning yeah, formula and, in, dis- in disguise yeah and i also suppose that because zizou was in that era of galacticos at madrid that he knew how to deal with these players with big egos with big personalities yeah yeah because uh, it's pretty much written like <laughs> in the, uh, like you know in madrid history that he was the biggest player to score mm-hmm. like you know to uh, score the winning goals in champions league to lift the trophy that no one could beat that like you know like no one could like, like i mean ronaldo was there he was comparable but like mm-hmm. the main thing i think like you know what zidane did was he always maintained good balance with ronaldo if you maintain good balance with ronaldo it's pretty much you get the balance with the whole team like th- yeah. uh, that way and yes there were like you know i i always felt that zidane didn't really have a soft spot with gabriel from day one like it was like it was always <laughs> it was always like that it was always like he was never his kind of player like you know and to be honest i'm i'm not going to blame him that i'm i'm not going to blame him for that because like every manager has their own kind of player by design 
okay like you know True. even regardless of how top player uh, top that player might be like they can be like one of the best players in the world but if they don't fit into your this thing they might as well be you know they uh, they might as well not play for you because you're just you're just like you know ruining that player's uh, career at going bigger and you're also ruining your reputation as a manager like it goes both ways so you know yeah yeah and i i guess that and i think a lot of it has to do with the fact that he understood the club better than others did yeah. other managers uh, because and also that he spent a lot of time under ancelotti to learn his learn yeah the, i, I wouldn't like, like always like you know say that okay just because he knows the club better than most people that means he's like the better manager i would just say that that was his just his advantage to be a decent manager like to be like okay a stable manager for madrid at the time but like i said like none of us expected him to go this far like you know it was like it was just like you know exactly what i said like a few minutes ago it was a, com- yeah. a completely you know uh, this thing in disguise it was like a winning formula in disguise like no and, one and, expected and, that you know and you touched upon a good point which is that just because you know that you've been with the club for so long and you know the club in and in and out that you are yeah a better manager and I, i do you think there are clubs nowadays that believe in that kind of a statement that oh, i'm i'm appointing frank lampard or i'm appointing ole or i'm appointing steven gerrard because he knows my club better than anyone else is there a slight tendency towards that mm uh, well kind of well see in the premier league there has to be that kind of tendency because the fans create that kind of tendency the fans really kind of control it's a mob mentality if you don't listen to your own fans it's pretty much like you know your your everything uh, everything you think the club stands for is like suddenly like you know in shambles it creates yeah. and also the help of the british media who love to like you know add firelighters to like you know a small yeah, fire yeah. it's it shouldn't be exactly. a big deal but you know the media love to like you know start start something out of nothing so again the the club's pr them the, everything is they're under pressure they have to follow okay fine we can try to listen to these fans okay there is a, there is a certain advantage these players already know the club they already know how the uh, you know the uh, the work around like you know everything the uh, the whole technicality the inside the management yeah. they un- they have a particular idea and like you know the management can easily relate to them because why because these guys are just pretty much new into the fold and they have something mm-hmm. to prove and you know there again the management has more control over the manager like i can say like you know if you try to bring in a more experienced manager there's obviously and like you know they don't try to like follow whatever the management uh, want to go through if there's no mutuality between the management and the manager then you're going to find like a lot of like you know friction True. yeah so True. and it's evident like you know antonio conte or yeah. like <laughs> sorry 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 more sorry, yeah, sorry yes exactly so i mean they won stuff as well but yeah. they got they, they, they were never truly accepted by fans they were never truly the, accepted by the fans the management were just pretty much like like just dealing with them they're like you know what we can't really like get rid of this guy immediately we'll have to like pay we'll have to like yeah. buy off his contract and pay extra might as well let him just finish a year or something and then you know the value of his contract goes lower or something you know they have yeah. they have their own things which are not publicly revealed but we can only speculate on so yeah yeah i i i get your point and i completely agree with that and we we looked at it now from the management side now i want to look at it from the player side right right one is that 
the lure of your own clubs coming and calling you to manage their team right. is obviously a once in a lifetime opportunity yeah you can not every time does a club of mm-hmm. say a liverpool go to steven gerrard and say will you be my manager or uh, chelsea go to frank lampard but as a as one of these players don't mm-hmm. you think that mm-hmm. I, i i i don't know it's it's a little it's a double edged sword in a way right? right right one is that you can't say no to them because you've been there you've been in that club for so long yeah you kind of it's it's hard to pass the opportunity i would exactly. say exactly and you yeah. and you're not sure whether that opportunity will ever arise in the near future yeah exactly because you n- you never know if you get the same chance twice that's that's also exactly. that the uncertainty over that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but but if you take it and you say frank lampard taking the chelsea job and we know how chelsea are very fickle with managers right of course yeah of course <laughs> <laughs> uh, like chelsea and real madrid fickle with managers they'll just if you don't win it if you don't win a trophy or even if you win the wrong trophies you're out of the job right yeah if, if you win the trophy unconvincingly like it's pretty much like not set, set in stone for you that's that's how it yeah. is yeah and uh, i'm just and and by doing that you either ruin your reputation in a way or your cv doesn't look as good as it would if you manage a lower level team brought them up to promotion or and then built up that way right 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 exactly and, mm-hmm. i want to know where do you, where do you stand on this if say that you were a player and mm-hmm. a, and your club came to you what would you do well to be honest okay if i'm a legend in my old club okay i played for real madrid i played for played with them for like 15 years i scored yeah. i made these many appearances i made i scored these many goals i have pretty much a good relation with the management so on so things but honestly i wouldn't I, if they came to me tomorrow i'm just i just got my coaching badge let's just say i had a oh, one or two seasons probably in like you know the lower leagues okay and mm-hmm. maybe it depends on how my performance was in the lower leagues okay maybe i did well maybe i was i was i was stuck in i was like a mid table like team i was or maybe i just went to like top 4 of that thing it depends yeah. again there's like there, there, there's so many like you know uh, yeah, yeah scenarios yeah. hypotheticals exactly but like, like, i love yeah. the fact that you even chose yourself to be a goal scorer and not a defender <laughs> <laughs> you chose the uh, defa- proper mentality de- yeah yeah def- defenders don't win ballon d'or so that's that's yeah. how it is <laughs> i probably may have won one or two or something so yeah <laughs> yeah so 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 yeah, so uh, back to the thing, yeah. So again, uh coming from a lower league team, depending on my performances and then suddenly Real Madrid come calling. Now, there are two scenarios going through my head. One, I can go back and obviously like build upon my legacy which I created as a player and I could do as a manager. Or second scenario is I protect my legacy which I created as a player by not like you know, ruining it ruining it as a manager. that's those yeah. thi- those thi- i'm sure every player turned manager will have obviously thought of this because you know exactly the uh, fans are kind of like you know they will stand uh, stand for you for a couple of games you do bad but eventually you know it starts creeping into the fans that feeling that okay i'm like this guy is not doing well for the club he's <laughs> kind of like you know if they're like harming us in a way like it's it slowly comes like a cancer like and and then like you know uh, like but before you know it the british media come in and it's like terminal illness yeah. right oh yeah yeah it's it's gone terminal like you know and there's nothing you can do about it you just have to like excise it out and it's done 
So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So my like personally, for me, I wouldn't say it's the best move, regardless, because at the end of the day, I want to like you know prove myself more. I want to have more like you know experience and uh, experience, like you know. Right. So if they, if my, if a big, if my club came calling back to me, I would at least say, okay, you know what? I don't want to be your manager or your first team coach or anything or the first coach. I'd rather be your assistant coach. I'd rather be someone, you know, helping your main coach. Like, because yeah. it's better to be the understudy rather than, you know, take on the performing role without having, you know, legitimate experience, I would say, without having, like, you know, uh, because, because like it, being a manager and like the uh, the player for the club or the manager for the it, it's two different worlds. It, like as a player, you you have expectations you have to fulfill to your manager, but as a manager, you have to you have to you have expectations to fulfill to the board, to the fans, to the club, and to your legacy, like to your reputation as a whole. Because like managers aren't like not 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 all managers like Alex Ferguson or Arsene Wenger. Like you know, managers yeah. these days, especially in the modern era. They'll go to wherever it sounds good for them. They'll stay for like maybe three seasons, four seasons, and they're out. They want to. They want to go. They want to experience something. They want. They need to make their own money in life as well. Also, so you know. Yeah. Well, like I, I don't believe that currently in our modern era we're gonna see another Ferguson, another Wenger. That's that's not happening True. for sure. That's not happening for sure. True. Yeah. But what what we're seeing right now is a is a really sharp rise in former players turned. Are managers and that too they're like the main managers so yeah. like but I wouldn't say like you know what Lampard is right now for Chelsea is the same as what Zidane is for Real Madrid Zidane did it in my opinion the right way he was the assistant coach for like three uh, three seasons and then like he, he learned under he, he learned football like you know like tactical play managerial roles role playing under one of the best managers in the world Carlo Ancelotti of course Exactly. Yeah, yeah, under a UCL like you know experienced winning coach like that's that's mm-hmm. that's where you know what I mean by a difference of as a player winning the UCL and as a manager winning the UCL it's completely two different things it's like it, it, yeah. It, yeah so that way I feel I felt Zidane was uh, pretty much he was pretty lucky in that way like yeah and like yeah. and I felt like he 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 was doing the right thing that's that's how I feel it should be. Now Lampard is coming off like you know Derby County, um, yeah, yeah Derby County. I I am not really like you know into championships, but I think he just won. He uh, he lost in the playoffs, so he won in the playoffs. I'm not sure. No, he got, he lost in the playoffs. He, he lost. Finals. Yeah, no, he lost in the finals. Okay. He lost in the finals. Yeah. Exactly. So he lost in the finals. So I mean, for him, okay, fine. That's that's pretty like you know decent achievement. Like I'm not expecting him to do wonders in his first season. That. Derby County. Even though it's a championship, it's still it's you're you're, you're a coach. True. It depends on how you like communicate with your players, how you yeah, how you learn to adapt to a different like you know, uh, a different uh, like what do you say formations and tactics every game because you can't stick right. to the same. Because like what what I do remember reading about is that Lampard's uh, from, uh, his tactical formation was exposed because he was playing pretty much the same game plan every game. And I think right. it was a pretty pretty huge case. Like uh, one of the managers, when uh, I think from the opposing team, he came out and publicly said it that yes, I sent spies to watch yeah, Lampard's yeah. Uh, game. Was, yeah, yes, uh, Leeds Leeds United. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Marco Bielsa. No, so but, uh, yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I get it. I mean, obviously, Zizou's way was... I think that, that's also similar to what Gerard did in the sense that he was under the under-18s at Liverpool. And uh-huh. then, obviously, he, he got his big job at Rangers. And the Scottish League is kind of... Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I'm not to not to disrespect the Scottish right, League, right. but it's kind of like coaching a lower league championship team in the Premier League. Yeah, in the sense that the Rangers is not going to be, you're not going to get relegated anytime soon. So you're kind mm-hmm. of you can try out a lot of stuff there. You can experiment a lot. Exactly, and it's it's it it gives you a good taste of how to manage a big club because there are expectations rangers is a huge club yeah, it's a huge club in, yeah it's a huge club in scotland but, just behind but Celtic. in the same yeah. in the same way that it's not a premier league big club so like there's exactly so what you're trying to say is there's not much pressure on him because it's not exactly. a league which is like exposed to the world like which is like yeah. you know worldwide followed like it's just a maybe like, like even if they get to a qualification of a ucl or the ucl group stage that's like like ma- massive achievement for Rangers. Exactly. Yes, so, that's like yeah. the biggest expectation they can have, yeah. and he can deliver. Exactly. So, yeah. like, what, like, what I would say is these guys. They're kind of like you know, like Gerard. I felt like he did the right thing, like going to like mm-hmm. such a league where he can like he has room to experiment. He has room to like experience, to grow, to change all these things. Because you to get a really good manager, it takes time now. Like it should, yeah. t- it should take time. It's not it a bad. Should. It yeah. should, it should be because like now, now I feel like you know Lampard, he's been through. Like he's just, he's not mature enough. He's he's just been mm-hmm. thrown too early into, uh, in, into like one of the biggest teams in like England and in the world yeah. itself. So yeah. he's uh, like you know there are like I I know particular fans of Chelsea who are just like, like optimistic and sort of like you know in between like uh, i just really don't know like if he was the right yeah. thing because you know because now uh, or maybe it was just tact uh, they uh, like maybe the management probably chose him for a specific reason because they were transfer ban this season so they well, didn't wa- yeah because maybe they didn't want to get a really high profile manager who couldn't get his transfers so when that mm-hmm. happens there's already like friction from the start so, you know, why did why they do that? If Chelsea have like a very notorious reputation of changing managers, like you know, to more than yeah. how many like fucking toothbrushes I change per month, like you know, so yeah. <laughs> like so <laughs> like uh, so that, that's the thing. Like, um, it's uh, it, it's it was pretty much a smart strat- strategy by Chelsea to even hire him because then Lampard won't, uh, Lampard will be forced to work for whatever the management say, like, you know, True. so he, he won't have his own opinions. Why? Because he doesn't have the experience to have his own opinions. And well, also that he's got the b- fans behind him. So in the way that the fans are okay with... They're satiated. The yeah, they're satiated. Yeah. They're like, okay, we don't really remember this transfer ban, but we have Lampard. We have Lampard, yeah. our savior, our God, like, you know, and he can make the best of, uh, out of what we have. We have our exactly. loanies who are finally coming back. They're pretty good. That we can try to utilize them this season or anything. Yeah. And this is like the first time I, I well, like, you know, heard from Chelsea fans that, yeah, let's try to finish top four. Because from the mentality mm-hmm. of Chelsea fans, it's like, yeah, we have to win the league. It's either top, it's either like we win the league or it's like nothing. Like, yeah, I think I think it's the same with even United, right? Ole, yeah. I think for the first time it's been like, let's get into top four, man. Let's at, yeah. least, let's at least get that. Yeah. And then we think about the title maybe in the next couple of years and all that. It's the transfers. Exactly. And then you have yeah. your ultras who are like, you know, United can still win it. Like, United can yeah. still win the league with oh, the yeah. squad. 
I'm like, okay, come on, guys. Let's let's come down to earth again. Like, you know, it's yeah. o- it's OGS. It's not like Ferguson back from, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. As much as OGS tries to talk as good as Ferguson did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but there's obviously a lot of room for improvement still. And yeah. obviously different management and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, that, that, I guess, is pretty much it. And I think that that Thanks for giving your opinion. Of course, I'm always. Clearly, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that gives a clear indication of what you think. And I think even I agree with the same that that's how management should be. It should take your time. You should go mm-hmm. start from small and then probably yeah. over time build your reputation to a state that the, a big club would not even have a second thought about getting you. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. You, I mean, yes, you're a legend that done and then you've got the experience too so those two ticks exactly mm-hmm. yeah those two ticks are checked but they shouldn't like dom like they shouldn't like dominate the uh, dominate the reason why you should be the manager just because you have exactly it shouldn't yeah. be yeah because again that's more like a popular vote rather than a uh, strategic vote over like who should yep. be yeah exactly so exactly so yeah all right so, uh, I guess that's a wrap then. Uh, Perfect. Thanks, Junaid, for being a part of the podcast episode. Happy to be here. We, Always. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll like. definitely catch up soon with Madrid. Uh, I think, obviously, the transfer window closing. I don't know what else uh, will come, be, come yeah. up soon. And then the matches, obviously. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We still have a long time. Today. Yeah, yeah. We won today. It was, very, it, was a very, it was a very nice win. You know, obviously, after a, a horrible run of form since... It's like you know, stemming from last season up to the preseason, yeah. and like, like it's it's a pretty refreshing, refreshing yeah. feeling of like you know, <laughs> to win finally. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, thanks for tuning in once again, and uh, don't forget to leave a like, drop a comment, share with friends and family, and for football's sake, subscribe to the channel. All right. See you. See ya.